welcome to Leo Roundtable at leoroundtable.com. My name is Chip the Block, and I'm your host. We're a group of law enforcement professionals that talk about the news and the issues, but we do from a law enforcement perspective. And let me go ahead and introduce the crew to you guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show. And uh, let's start off with um, Captain Brett Bartlett. We have uh, Chief John Newman, uh, re retired. Everybody's retired, I think, this evening. We have Lieutenant Randy Sutton, uh, Special Agent Mike Roach, Corporal David D. Gresta. We do not have producer Will Stastrup this evening, so I'm kind of going blind. I see Brett clapping. And uh, also a shout out to our sponsors. Yes, we have Motion DSP. We have Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies. Uh, we have gunlearn.com, mymedicare.live, tact-tote.com, and we are fueled by Bang Energy. So uh, thanks to all those entities uh, for helping make this uh, this show happen. Oregon uh, on Police One, Oregon Judge halts voter-approved high-capacity magazine ban. So look, this has been all over the news. There's been some uh, cops that have been worried about how this applies. So this article is written out of Portland. So Oregon judge uh, handed gun rights advocates a victory on Thursday and placed a new voter-approved ban um, on high-capacity magazines that was intended to curtail mass shootings. And he put this on hold until questions about the constitutionality can be decided. So the judge's name is Robert Rochio, and he released the rule, um, I guess the written ruling after a lengthy court hearing earlier this week. And any you know, gun rights group sought a preliminary injunction to stop the narrowly passed ban on magazines of more than 10 rounds, which is pretty much the standard, like that's the same thing in, in uh, if you go to California. That uh, that the large capacity magazine bans promote public safety is a mere speculation is what the judge wrote. The court cannot sustain uh, restraint on a constitutional right on mere speculation that the restriction could promote uh, public safety. So that's kind of what we got. It's called Measure 114. We have about uh, 10 seconds before break time. Any quick thoughts on that? Yeah, it's not going to work. These laws never work. They never work. They never work. All they do is hold down the honest people. They never work. All right. Thanks, Captain. MVS, $10 uh, donation. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Commercial break. We'll be right back. All right. Look, let's talk about syndication. So, yes, every Monday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern time, we do our live show. We're on StreamYard, which allows us to stream it to YouTube, two Facebook uh, pages. We're on LinkedIn and Twitter. I tried to get the Rumble thing going tonight. It didn't work out. I'll figure out why later. And uh, then producer Will takes this 90-minute live show, which makes out for two hours on radio. He splits it up in the five segments, and he embeds all the videos that we talk about, puts pictures of the good guys and bad guys, and we upload those to YouTube and the Rumble Tuesday through Saturday. So it makes for a, a different way to watch the show because you get to watch the videos right there. We're also on TV. We're on Roku TV and Amazon Fire TV, so check those out. It's Leo Roundtable. Uh, we're syndicated on over 30 radio stations across the country, and we're on 20 podcasts podcast platforms as well. So we have a, a lot of different outlets, a lot of different ways for you to watch the show. Also in February, we're going to a live show through the Boss Hawk Radio Network. That'll be from 12 to 1 Monday through Friday. So we'll be five hours a week instead of only two hours. So more information about that coming up. All right. Welcome back to the Roundtable Show. Thank you, MVS. Michael MVS up in the uh, in Colorado country. Appreciate you uh, supporting the show. Thank you very much. Uh, guys, any, uh, any uh, more comments on the, the last one? If not, I can jump to the next one. And I will, uh, I will go ahead and pull up our next story then. Let's see if we've got uh, another video. And again, we're describing great detail what's going on so you guys don't miss anything. It's on Rumble. This is Butters the Channel. During a traffic stop, a passenger pulls out a gun and is fatally shot by Santa Ana police. Hey boss, can you stop reaching around? Just put your hands on the dash. Put your hands on the dash, dude. On the dash. Your what? Okay, well, stop tucking your hand into the side. Okay? 
Stop reaching around, dude. Hey, hey, what's going on? So uh, Santa Ana police, they uh, shot and wounded this person in, the San in Santa Ana on Wednesday afternoon. And the incident happened about 2.05 in the afternoon. So at some point during the interaction, Santa Ana police, they shoot the suspect. They wound him. The driver was detained outside the vehicle on the pavement behind the car while the cops are dealing with the front seat passenger. And he's refusing the commands to put his hands on the dashboard. He's fidgety. And all of a sudden, he produces a pistol. Uh, he he kind of raises up his, uh, his right side, and he produces a pistol. And it, it, it almost looked like he was going to, to rack it. I'm not sure, uh, but man, they, they, they light him up. And uh, anyhow, they, uh, he goes to a hospital for treatment, but pronounced dead. And uh, I don't know, suicide by cop. What do you think, Chief John? No, because he doesn't light him up right away. He takes a step back. And then we, with the body worn, can't see where the gun is, right? So he has the gun. The gun is faced towards the car. I, I looked to see. I, I kept playing it frame by frame. But when he takes that step back, we can't see what he sees anymore with the gun. So obviously his threat assessment, this guy was going to shoot me. Um, you know, I, I think there are more, you know, you, you pull up on that. Someone's got the driver on the curb and you're up there just, you know, keeping that guy in check. I don't know if they had a reason to get him out of the car. I think I would have. He would have been out of the car a long time ago. Like the second he started getting crazy with his hand, that door would have been open. But, um, you know, you don't know exactly what happened to the gun once he takes a step back. Because, you know, when the last we saw, the gun is facing that way. Even facing that way, I, you know, I thought the shooting was good. I, there, there to, I'm sorry, Chip, I keep hitting my table. Um, there's a prime example Brett was talking about. I mean, he let, I think, eight or nine rounds go that close to the car, and he only get, he's only wounded. But um, I would have liked, I would have preferred to know what the investigation uh, determined as to what his threat assessment was, because we couldn't see that firearm once he steps away from the car. Thanks. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, that must have been some pucker factor. <laughs> when, you, when that guy's not listed, what you, and then you see that gun, but at least he saw yeah. the gun, David. Yeah, that. I mean, the threat, the threat assessment is: I've told you multiple times to stop doing what you're doing, and then you produce a gun. I don't care if you're twirling it around on your finger like, um, like uh, Johnny Ringo. I'm. You're getting shot a after that. That's I'll, my threat hey, assessment. If you're going to quote Johnny Ringo, I'll be your Huckleberry. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. And, and that cop was his Huckleberry. The the only thing, and maybe Brett can help me with this one, but um, right after the shooting, right after the shots are fired, um, he goes. He he's he's got a good a, a nice two handed grip on the pistol. Both officers do. They've got a nice two handed grip on the pistol. They they fire their rounds. They stop shooting. They're reassessing the situation. Their hands immediately go to their mics. Both of them, not one, but both. And they start jabbering on their mics about what's going on. And they've got that single-handed grip out there. And I'm waiting for the mic jabber to stop and for that other hand to come back out and go back to a two-handed grip. How about really quickly? Because your guy's only wounded. You don't know whether what he's doing, what, what the threat is at that point either. So I, I don't like that, and we've talked about it before, the incessant need of everybody has to get on the radio immediately and go into an enormous dissertation about what's going on in the scene. You have an issue in front of you. Deal with it. Until that guy's on his face in handcuffs, it's not over. So please deal with the situation in front of you and worry about the radio later or assign one guy, call it in while you cover and maintain that two-handed grip on post, on station, 
watching that guy to twitch instead of going to a one-handed grip that is, and listen, we all shoot it, but from really close ranges and in combat situations, it's not the best. Go two-handed, please. Get off the radio. You know, another mm-hmm. concern is that guy sitting on there in between the guns and the other bad guy. See, once once they've corralled that other that person sitting there, they have a much we hate to say, they have a duty to protect mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah, they should have dragged that guy way the way the heck back behind that car. But I mean, you know, we can say, well, he put himself in that situation, but man, he's he's in between the guns and the bad guy. Now, so we so wait wait, no, wait you saw it. You we saw it we we work we work for a guy god rest his soul if i remember correctly he used the bad guy as a as shield a to approach the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, exactly wow but you no know, to brett's point to, to brett's point <clears throat> after they got on the radio and talked and said what was going on then they both retreated back leaving the guy in handcuffs behind the car just left him there as they retreated back behind the other police car so when I saw that, I went, oh, there you go, buddy. Because he was ducking when the when the shooting was going on. You could see that in the body cam. But then they just left him there as they retreated back behind the car. <laughs> Beautiful. Wow. Another right. consideration, the video showed that he had large capacity magazines in a state where they're against the law. How could that be uh, possible? How would that work out? Yeah. Well, it's impossible, Brett, because they're outlawed in that state. I mean, maybe we should go back and watch that video again. I don't know. I mean, were they within a, a certain amount of feet of a school too? Because you know, there's a school zone, and I'm sure he wouldn't have done that either. So, oh, see, now you're getting, now you just, you know, cut it out. But I, but I made, I made Lieutenant Randy smile when I said that last one. So yeah, yeah. Well, we don't know where that other hand was. <laughs> All right, moving along. Whose hand? Whose hand are you talking about? Well, yeah. All right. PoliceTribune.com. I, I had to include this, guys. We got less than four minutes. Judge says a Virginia Tech soccer player benched after refusing the kneel may continue her lawsuit against the coach. Drives me crazy. Um, so, yeah, we've got a federal judge determined the former member of the Virginia Tech women's soccer team who claimed her coach cut her playing time and berated her after she refused to kneel with her teammates in support of Black Lives Matter, will be allowed to continue her lawsuit. It's Judge Thomas Cullen, um, and the soccer coach is Charles Chugger Adair, and uh, Kirsten Henning is the uh, girl that said her First Amendment Amendment rights were violated. Um, Wow. Any uh, any comments on this one, guys? I was really surprised to uh, to see this, but I was I was pleased to see that he's allowing to go through. Uh, Lieutenant Randy. Oh, I was cheering this one on. Finally, a judge that had the guts to do the right thing and let a lawsuit like this go through. I hope she gets millions of dollars. All right, excellent. That's what I wanted to hear. Mike Roach? Yeah, you know, how would Chucker feel if the university took an opposite viewpoint and said, hey, we don't agree with your position with uh, supporting BLM and you're being tossed off the soccer field? So, again, it's a First Amendment right. She chose not to participate. And she said, hey, listen, I support that the the concept of, you know, Black Lives Matter and social justice. She was against BLM, which we have now understood, you know, how corrupt that organization is. And she was opposed to the basic tenets of that organization, destroying the nuclear family, uh, defunding the police and all of that. So good for her and good for that judge. 
Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I love that girl. I would love to have her on our show. Excellent. Um, we've only got two minutes, um, so we'll get this next one in and maybe one more if we have time. And, and uh, talking about, you know, your constitutional rights, Mike, I don't know if that includes if you're at Walmart having the right, if you're a Karen, uh, to not get tased. Because remember, we had one last week. I see John already going. And yeah, it's Leo Affairs. And uh, you will respect me. A Karen yells at an officer before getting tased in a Walmart. And that's pretty much what you see on the video. Um, any, uh, any comments, guys? We got a minute and a half. That's a redneck wind chime. <laughs> we can make a lot of money. We can get like a girl hanging from a wind chime. Just, oh. I, that's a Walmart wind chime, man. Them pipes are going boop, boop, boop. It was almost as good as, almost as, good as France. Nah. She got 50,000 volts of respect. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, you'd have to you'd have to somehow integrate the uh, the clothes hanging rack into the wind chime all in one big gigantic uh, thing that would hang from God knows where. But it'd be it'd be interesting. All, right. all, all I know is we all worked them. I worked those shopping centers, you know, stores late at night when they're open twenty four seven. And man, some some different people come through those doors. Man, <laughs> she was one of them. She got the big prize, though. All right. Well, what about um, on Rumble? This is better. A Greeley officer is okay after being dragged by a suspect in a stolen car. And they had a GPS tracking dart on this car, and I guess it worked because they tracked the guy down. But when he's still in a second Kia, he ends up dragging the cop. And uh, there's a there's a video of that, but we've only got 20 seconds. Any comments on that one, John? Yeah, it's a Kia. It's almost as bad as stealing a Prius. Yeah. How, how about getting to the How about getting to the guy before he gets to the car? How about yeah. that? How about yeah, that? Is that your stuff? car? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's guaranteed no high speed, no high speed pursuit with the Kia. I guess that's a, that's a given, right? Try try not to try not to telegraph your intentions, there, boys. Thank you to the panel for being here. We're out of time. Uh, shout out to our sponsors: Motion DSP, Gauls, Guardian Alliance Technologies, GunLearn.com, MyMedicare.Live, TAC-Tote.com. Also, Bang Energy for fueling us. Hope everybody has a wonderful and a safe week. Also, thanks FLG Man and MBS for the support. 